Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. We've got our take cannons loaded and ready. ready. Absolutely dominant on deep routes. Absolutely dominant on short the routes. boys are back, back. Excellent separation against man coverage. This is Reception Reception the Show. What is cracking everybody? James Cohn, Matt Harmon here with you as we... Fast approach the end. Oh, my goodness. By the way, for the listeners out there, uh, two shows this week, and then we transition to one show a week moving forward into the offseason. I, I really enjoyed this season. I've said that a lot on this show. I think uh, the football has been good this year. I think we have some really fascinating like outcomes, some fascinating potential narratives with some of the playoff teams that are sort of forming here. Uh, and then yeah. it's crazy. I feel like, at least I felt like I spent most of, uh, Sunday reacting to this morning reacting to these teams that like the teams that are kind of on the fringes, right? It's oh, like, I'm yeah. predicting a really fun, um, really fun playoff scenarios, really fun games coming up here in January. So I'm fired up for that. And, and, and I am, I am fired up that fantasy season is also coming to a close. Uh, what a, what a stressful fun, what a stressful fun time that has been. I know, I know. Uh, if we saw anything, uh, from week 17, uh, that those kind of point totals are absolutely not, uh, impossible. As a matter of fact, we're going to start the show uh, by talking about Mike Evans. We'll get to Justin Jefferson, who's on the opposite end as well. And I thought a pretty special performance being put on by Devonte Adams. So I thought talk about some of these studs here. But uh, Mike Evans' eruption game. We're talking about a dude that went uh, twelve targets, ten receptions, two hundred and seven yards, three touchdowns during Championship Week. Matt Harmon, come on now, Mike Evans. That was awesome. I, I tweeted out the photo of uh, you know the meme of Squidward watching SpongeBob and Patrick sell you know like playing around outside. He's looking out the window. Love to explain memes on a podcast. One of my favorite things to do. Um, and and <laughs> I was like, this is this is me like watching all of my guy like my fantasy teams like my rosters that got eliminated last week. So I think I said, you know, hey, 
I could, if Mike Evans wants to drop three touchdowns, like I could have come back from some big, big deficits <laughs> uh, in last week's matchups. Right. Didn't happen. Did happen this week. But you know, this is the the frustrating thing I think about the Bucks, and I, I was pretty open uh, on the podcast last week that I wanted to see. Yep. You know, the Panthers in the play. I don't want to see the Bucks in the playoffs. I want to see the Panthers win the NFC South. Um, that did not happen. Although the Panthers put up a, a pretty valiant effort there. Came down to like, you know, a, a crazy punt. Uh, uh, that that punt at the end, uh, right? When the guy almost like right, barely gets yeah. that thing off. Like if he doesn't get that thing off, you know, the, the, the Panthers have the ball right there. Like there, there's a pretty big scenario. They, they end up winning this game. So pretty close competitive game. But this is what was been has been frustrating me about the Bucks all year long. It's like you're, you are capable of this. You are capable of this game. You're, Mike Evans is capable of this game. Tom Brady is capable of having this game. Because, you know, I've been people asking all year, like, what's wrong with Mike Evans? Is Mike Evans washed? No, Mike Evans is not washed. There's nothing wrong with Mike Evans. Like, he's still getting <laughs> open at the same level that he's gotten open yeah. uh, at previously. He still can rip it downfield. He can still win on routes. But, uh, like, he isn't – I don't think he's lost a step at all. I just think that the there's been – a lot of factors working against the Buccaneers passing game. I think the coaching is still a problem, by the way. Um, I yeah. heard uh, Charles Robinson of Yahoo, who works with the Yahoo, say that if Tampa Bay is back in, um, it, it, I mean, if Tom is back in Tampa Bay next I'm messing this Tampa. up. If Brady <laughs> is back in Tampa Bay next year, next year it yeah. will, it will, it will require a clean house of, of the offensive coaching staff, which I feel is number one, unlikely. And number two, um, you know, that, I don't think they do that. So therefore, I don't think Tom is back in, in Tampa. I think that's kind of a foregone conclusion, even if they go on a little bit of a run here in the playoffs. Which I also don't think is uh, out of the question either. But long story short here, I think the coaching has been poor. I think the Brady's lack of confidence in the offensive line has created a a problem where he is getting the ball out too quickly. And that really negates any of the downfield passing stuff. But on the first two of the three Mike Evans touchdowns um, against the Panthers yesterday, Brady held the ball on the first one for 2.6 seconds, which I know doesn't sound crazy, <laughs> but considering he got rid of it 1.88 seconds know, uh, the game prior, that, that yeah. might as well be eternity, and 3.4 second time to throw on the second <laughs> wow. touchdown, which again, wow. that's the type of time that Tom hasn't been taking or that the line yes. has, has been allowing him. And having Donovan Smith, who hasn't had a great season, but still having him and Tristan Wirfs back out there for this game at tackle is huge. huge. They also have activated Ryan Jensen as well. So though that that issue has been a big weight on the offense all year. But th it, it, these games were always capable of happening here with Mike Evans. Maybe not to this extreme. Uh, you know, the Panthers were really injured at cornerback. They just signed Josh Norman, uh, who was like, oh my god, running a coffee shop, his own coffee shop, a couple of that's few weeks insane. ago, right? That's crazy that Josh Norman was active for this ball game. You talk about that time to throw for Tom Brady. He's got the uh, second fastest time to throw on the season. Only Colt McCoy has been able to get or has gotten the ball out faster uh, than Tom Brady, which kind of gives you an idea of what we're looking at here. Hey, you talked about that time to throw from last week, 1.88 seconds. Uh, I think I looked it up. Yeah, uh, Tom Brady now um, um, on this particular week um, got it out at 2.5, which is for him uh, pretty like that's much longer. It's more than yeah. a season average. And again, a, a significantly time longer uh, in the pocket before a pass attempt 
than, as you mentioned, last week as well. By the way, it should be noted, and it probably doesn't surprise a lot of folks, but eight air yards per attempt as well in this ball game, also significantly more than what he has been throwing on the season, 7.1 air yards per pass attempt uh, on the season for Tom Brady. So uh, testing it deep and basically being able to kind of hold it in the pocket a little bit longer. But I want to ask you this, Matt. I thought early on in the game, I saw a little bit different of a route tree uh, for Mike Evans. And I thought that, and the broadcast noted it as well, but Tom Brady was absolutely trying to get Mike Evans involved early and often. Yeah, and they did that with some of those, like, kind of like a some of the comebacks, some of the hitches, stuff like that, which then I think, especially when you have guys who aren't your typical corners out there, right? Like, I mean, uh, CJ Henderson, former Jags, top, was he a top 10 pick or he was definitely a first round pick in Jacksonville? Yeah, top 10 pick. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, it, 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 you know, he really got taken to the woodshed a couple times by by Evans to the point where I was like, buddy, what are you, are you even trying out there? You know, like, come on, man. Uh, but like, <laughs> There, you know, yeah. you getting those cornerbacks to to start to come here to, to you know cheat up on those routes stuff like that, and then you rip them on the go routes. And those three touchdowns all came on go routes. I think Next Gen Stats had that it was the first, the se- only the second game all year where someone's had three touchdowns on a go route uh, on all go routes. The first was AJ Brown against the Steelers earlier this year. So, yeah, I thought that was definitely. I mean, again, it was this like the connection between Evans and Brady. What's going on? And, and yeah, I think that. Not only that, too, but Chris Godwin had nine catches for 120 yards in this game because the Panthers had to use Jeremy Chin as their slot corner because that's how I down know. bad they are at the cornerback Ugh. position right now. Um, and, and you know, Jeremy Chin's Chin a good is, player, but, but the, you yeah, know he's not exactly. a slot corner, dude. Right. You know, come on, man, playing completely out of position. Exactly. Yeah. So um, once you and really, it's like this is what the Bucks should have been all year. They have two guys who are, I think, you know. You know they're right there in terms of like top fringe, top 10, top 12 receivers in the NFL, Chris Godwin and Mike Evans, when they're, when they're right. Um, and, and they just haven't really gotten those guys consistently popping off at the same time together at the height of their powers. And this game they did, they're ca- That's what I said. They're capable of this stuff every single week. Let tend dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, TEND is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. Yeah, um, I, I just was surprised by how well Tampa Bay's offense moved. Can I also say this, though? Um, I thought, look, I thought Darnold looked good. Um, yeah. I know he had a couple of turnovers there. Um, the I'll, I'll, People always look at the turnovers with Sam Darnold and say, and he threw that pick and say, oh, well, there he is again. But you know what, man? That was just a freaking awesome play by Sean Murphy Bunting to get inside of the receiver and pick that ball off. I actually thought it was a really good throw and a good thought process too. He saw single coverage there, try to get it out to his guy, put good uh, air under it. And I thought Sean Murphy Bunting just made an awesome play. Listen, some of these defensive players, they can make plays too. You know what I mean? So uh, I did not think it was a bad decision. It definitely was not a bad throw. Pretty good throw as a matter of fact. Um, and we saw it with uh, DJ Moore's stat line. I thought Darnold played really, really well. Yeah, I think Darnold has really um, shown 
that when he can avoid mistakes and, and even in this game too, right? Like you talk about, he made that mistake, but the problem with Darnold typically is like, once he makes one, they start to compound and you know, it's like a wave that hits stuff like that. That really isn't what's happened. What happened in this game? Like he made the one mistake. There's certainly, you know, other throws he probably wants to have back too. Um, but yeah, he's a. Uh, I think Darnold's proven himself to be a fine backup quarterback in the NFL. Even like remember the first few, the first month of the season last year with the Carolina Panthers, like he had a pretty good run in that offense when yeah. um, all things were going like him and McCaffrey were were making it happen. DJ Moore was making it happen early in the year. Like, I mean, Darnold's definitely like I, I he's he's been the best quarterback the Panthers have, have played this year. I know they've played. Uh, you know, they had Baker Mayfield, they had PJ Walker. It's not like <laughs> a high Walker, bar to baby. clear. Buddy, <laughs> right. Exactly. But he certainly, I think, has been the best. Yeah, I, I think Darnold has yeah. proven himself to be. I, he's, he's obviously the Panthers need a better. Need, they need a solution to quarterback. They Although do. I don't know, I, they're they're going to be in a weird spot, man. Because obviously, at different times this year, it's like, oh wow, Carolina. You know, they could they at different times I thought they'd have the number one pick, and now they just got eliminated from the postseason on January first. So um, <laughs> they're going to be sort of like I don't know right, right now, like off the top of my head, where they where they'd be picking, but they're not. You know, they're. They'll have to they have to find a solution to quarterback. That's like first and foremost. And, um, you know, the, the, I don't think Sam Darnold's part of that future, but I think Darnold's proven himself to be a guy that like if you got to spot start Darnold for a little bit and you have and you have a good situation around him, he can he can you know, he, he could be fine for you. I brought it up in last week's podcast, but I'll bring it up again. I, I really think that there has to be at least a, a you know, I know he's a, a huge bust, right? But at least that's the thought process in Darnold, but we have to at least give him an incomplete pass, I think, right? Like an NA uh, on his career thus far, because two years of Adam Gase, you got a year and a half of Matt Rule. I I don't think there's a, a quarterback with worse coaching, <laughs> um, you know, backing him up than, than this guy, Sam Darnold. Um, and he finally got some semi-functional coaching here with Steve Wilkes and the offensive coordinators there. Uh, and I think he's looked decent you know as you mentioned not just in a game but for stretches he's looked decent right um has he looked great i won't go that far uh but i think with functional coaching i just wonder if sam donald can be an actual starter like a top 17 guy in the nfl i i think he's got well certainly he's got the arm talent uh to do that that's never been in question it's just all about as you mentioned upstairs can he keep it all together Um, But I bring that up in that I was confounded by the game plan by Carolina. Um, And I only bring this up because we were talking about this. uh, Like, let's get Tampa Bay all the way up out of here. Let's see a a young, you know, kind of like unproven team kind of do some things. Uh, But they didn't run the ball almost at all, Carolina. And, And it was weird. Not only did they smash the Lions the week before on the ground, Remember in their previous matchup against Tampa Bay, they also smashed Tampa Bay on the ground. So I was very confused by the overall game plan. They went up 14-0 and they still were throwing the ball. So that was very confusing to me. Yeah, that was interesting. Um, I I guess they liked their matchups in the secondary and, um, you know, they, they do have they have a really good receiver in DJ Moore and, and Sam Darnold has been playing well. He's even, you know, took, took a couple shots to other players as well. So yeah, that right. was interesting. I mean, that's the, the, far, the frustrating thing with about Donta Foreman or Deonta Foreman as a, as a fantasy player this year is like, he is literally giving you all or absolutely nothing, you know, because <laughs> that's right. That's yeah, right. It's, and it's it's seemingly very... like alternated games, right? It's like one game he'll yeah. give you 30 and another he'll give you one. It's crazy. 
I'm sure there's plenty of people out there that are like, yeah, the weeks I had, weeks I played him, those are the ones he gave me absolutely nothing. The weeks he was on my bench, for the weeks he went, you know, I, I totally ham. I, I think the games against the Falcons it was easier to see coming, but some of these other yeah, yeah, ones, yeah. like the game against the Lions, and then this one, it's like, oh man, you know, just when I was kind of ready to get out, he goes crazy. I was ready to get back in, mm-hmm. he does nothing. So yeah, yeah, it's been frustrating. I think um, I, I will say though, overall on the year, another guy I think like needs a bit of a reputation like reset is, is Ben McAdoo because I think McAdoo um, has designed some really fun stuff. You know, they had some fun plays in this game from a passing standpoint too. I mean, definitely like the way they, ki- I still think the way they kicked the lion's ass, like from a, from a, uh, like the tight end Ian Thomas going crazy on blocks, you know, Tommy Tremble going crazy <laughs> on blocks and stuff like that. Like Tommy I think, Ma- I think Ben McAdoo is a guy that, you know, he became a bit of a punching bag in uh, New York because of like the big suit at his press conference when he slicked his <laughs> hair back, you know, uh, he, there was always something with McAdoo from a head coach. Yeah, yeah, and, and you know, right. I, th- I think that, and right. look, I know I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth because I I'm guarantee to you, whether it was on this show or other shows in, in the preseason, I was like, I don't need to be seeing about a, a quarterback competition between Sam Darnold and Baker Mayfield because, like, well, Baker Mayfield is just that much better, blah, blah, blah. What, what an idiot. That I sounded like, you know, saying that. But, um, you know, there there are quotes from Ben McAdoo, like, talking about these quarterbacks when he was, you know, not with the team or whatever, saying, like, right. oh, yeah, Baker, you know, he doesn't doesn't – he, like Baker him. doesn't have it. I don't I don't think – you know, and then, but he was really a right. big Darnold guy. And, I mean, the the there's that that's probably – that I don't think, you know, they make that trade for Baker Mayfield and, you know, they probably – uh, never consulted with Ben McAdoo. That's how these teams we think about that, <laughs> right, but that's exactly. how these teams, that's how these things often go. Um, right. and, and you know, it's no surprise the offenses look better. I think with um, with Sam Darnold than it has with Baker Mayfield. Even if Mayfield's been, you know, I mean, he's been eyed, I guess, since going to LA. He's been eyed. Right, exactly. It's like, golly, talk about a guy that's trying to resurrect his career just a little bit. But I just think the energy that Baker Mayfield has brought while in LA has rejuvenated both himself and LA. You know, the Rams were absolutely dead in the dirt uh, before they made that trade. And obviously, I mean, first of all, they were dead for about three and a half quarters. And then Baker Mayfield comes in. That was like the best bad game you've ever seen. That that crazy weird Baker the Raiders Mayfield Rams comeback. one. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was just crazy. What a weird game that was. But Baker Mayfield, I think, uh, has injected himself into this uh, this off season. I think at the quarterback position. So uh, should be an interesting. What an interesting off season this is going to be. It's going to be with the, yeah with the quarterback market the way that it is and the running back market the way that it is. Unfortunately, for receptionperception.com, the wide receiver market is We had our little... run last year, but Yes, yes. Yeah, we, we had our time last year. <laughs> right. Right. A little bit dead this offseason, but that's okay. We'll we'll be pondering about quarterbacks and running backs uh this offseason of that there is no doubt. <laughs>